Well, good morning, everyone. We're so happy that you could be here with us this morning. Why don't you stand and worship with us?
We're so thankful this morning for your love. 
And I know sometimes when I come into church on Sunday, I'm not always in the best place. Sometimes I'm feeling beat down and worn out and tired of everything that's going on in life. But I'm so thankful for your goodness every time. And I'm always reminded that you are my protector and you love me endlessly. We love you so much, God, and we thank you. Thank you for everything you do for us. Your name, name, we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here today, and we're so excited that you are here. So why don't you take a look around, see who's around you, say hello to someone that you might not know. Good morning again. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. My name is Adam Harbaugh. I'm the outreach pastor here at Hopevale. And again, we just want to extend a special welcome uh, to you, you know, especially if it's your first time here. And I just want you to know that and we've been praying specifically for you this morning. And so whatever it was that brought you through the doors here today, maybe for the first time, we just want you to know that we've been praying for you this morning. And just, you know, we're praying and trusting that God is going to speak to you right where you're at. And we just hope that you feel right at home here at Hopevale. So thanks for being here this morning. Well, yeah, you might have seen in the lobby our Operation Christmas Child display there uh, under the cross windows. And so, uh, hey, it's, it's that time of year. Operation Christmas Child is here. And so this is an opportunity that we have as a church to fill shoeboxes with gifts for kids that will be distributed to them all over the world. And to uh, describe it a little bit better than I could, we actually have a video that we want you to turn your attention to the screens and check that out now. The kids are playing, are laughing, joyful. It's like a whole world to them. Because for the first time, they have received this precious gift. Operation Christmas Child gives our church an opportunity to touch the world. It's a great adventure to evangelize. You've got an army of volunteers that pack the boxes that are helping OCC to take the gospel literally to millions of children. This is the Good Samaritan work that the Lord is looking for people to do. Getting people locally to think globally. What I love about OCC is that they are intentional about pouring into the lives of kids. They receive a box and also an invitation to come back and learn more about Christ. We just don't want to just hand out a box and stop there. We want them to grow in their faith. It's a great tool, an effective tool to reach communities with the gospel of Jesus. It's exciting to get people to heaven, but it's also exciting to get heaven to people. Awesome. Well, hey, I hope that video gives you a good sense of what this project is all about. I mean, it is a nationwide and then goes worldwide project and just gives us an opportunity to touch the lives of kids and their families and their entire communities with the gospel. And the, the thing that I love about this project, you know, right here on the ground floor in, in, at Hopevale and Saginaw and Bay City is just how, how simple it is, right? And so we want to invite you this morning, whether over the course of the years you have filled hundreds of boxes or you've never filled a box, I want to invite you this morning to pick up 
a shoebox in the lobby, and it has instructions attached to that with what you should put in the box, some items that you should not put in the box, and then uh, once that is filled, you can bring it back right here to our lobby over the following four Sundays, and we will take it from there. And it just has uh, an incredible global impact for the sake of the gospel, and so I would encourage you, grab a box this morning and fill that with us. Well, as we continue um, in, uh, with one more announcement that I have actually is uh, Friday, November 2nd, right here in the Saginaw Auditorium, we are going to do a night of worship. And if you've ever been to one of these, just a powerful night where we get to uh, spend some extended time in worship through song and prayer, and just going to be a a great night to come together and lift the name of the Lord on high. And so, hey, if you're free that night, encourage you to come on out here. Uh, It's going to be a great night. So I want to invite our ushers to come forward as we prepare to give. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, thanks so much for today and just the opportunity that we have to gather here together uh, in your name. God, that's a freedom that we do not take lightly or for granted. And so uh, we just want to spend uh, this coming hour just putting our full attention on you and who you are and giving you the praise and the glory and the honor that you deserve. God, especially in light of just whatever challenges, whatever things that we're bringing through the door this morning, that this would be an opportunity to lay those things at your feet and to hear directly from you what you would want to say to us about what we're going through right now. And God, as we, um, as a church, get involved in this Operation Christmas Child project, we want to uh, just ask that you would go before everything that's going to take place. God, every box that gets picked up that represents one child who's going to hear the gospel and the way that that's going to have a ripple effect to their families and their entire community to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and what you have done for everyone. God, we're, we're excited about how you're going to use that project uh, all around the world, but in our own individual lives as well, as we have an opportunity to make a global impact right here from our backyard. God, would you, uh, as we give, Lord, just take and use these offerings uh, to further your kingdom. God, it extends out in so many different ways, both seen and unseen. And we just want to be a church that stewards our resources well so that everything can be maximized for the sake of bringing you glory. So God, we just want to tell you how much we love you this morning and we're here for you. God, speak because we're listening. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. So um, if you're... uh looking at me, sometimes you could probably tell that uh, my husband and I were expecting our first child next month and super, super excited, but kind of freaking out a little bit too. So just being real with you guys, um, there are days when I feel like Satan is just telling me, you're not going to be a good mom. You're not, you're not going to do this well. What were you thinking? And I feel unworthy. And then there are days where God talks to me and he's like, why are you worrying? We got this. I'm with you. We're going to do this together. It's not just you. And I feel like he's just saying, I, my hand's right here. Just take it. And get, I get emotional talking about it. But um, our God is so good, you guys. He's so good. And I know there's a lot of people going 
through a lot worse things than I am. Wow, hormones. Mm -hmm. Yep, wasn't planning on that. But um, I know there's a lot of people going through a lot worse things than I am, but I just want to encourage you that our God is so good. He's so good. In Romans 8, it says nothing will separate us from his love. Nothing. How cool is that? And in Hebrews 13, it says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. I mean, does that sound like a good or a bad God to you guys? Because to me, that sounds like a good God, really good God. So we're going to sing a song today, and um, we've sang it before. It's King of My Heart. And the chorus literally just says, you are good, you are good, you are good. And it just says it over and over again. So as we sing this today, I really want to challenge you guys. Mean it. Believe it. And say it. Say it to God, to him, today. No matter what you're going through in your life, why do we fear when we have God there with us every step of the way, just asking us to grab his hand, right? So as we sing, feel free to stand, feel free to sit, feel free to do whatever you need to do, but have this moment be between you and God and, and have it be between you and our good, 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 good father. Let's sing this today.
pray with me? Dear Lord, I'm out of breath singing to you and I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for that. God, you are good. You are so good. And we just pray, Lord, and I pray over everyone in this room, over everyone not in this room, Lord, that they see your goodness in everything. No matter what they're going through, big or small, good or bad, Lord, that you are glorified through it all and that we realize that you are a good, good father and you're just there waiting to take our hand. You're there just waiting. So I pray, God, that as as we go through our weeks, as we go through our lives, that we grab your hand and that we realize you're never gonna let us down, never. We love you, Lord. We pray that as we go through the service today, Lord, that you speak to us, all of us, every single one of us. We love you, we thank you, and we worship you. In your wonderful, good, good name, amen. You can have a seat. I'm married with two children. Uh, we both participate in the, the youth program. We came here after a lot of contemplation. We were felt like we were looking for a new church felt like on our journey we were coming back to the same place every Sunday. And we came here and we have been here ever since. Fell in love with the place. Uh, I'm a small group leader, so uh, we have our larger group where we worship and then we come back to our small groups. And we have uh, we talk about the bottom line and we talk about uh, usually our Bible verse for the month. Um, I try to interact with the kids and find out how their week's been. You know, hey everybody tell me one of your highs from the week. And then we start on our activities. Uh, they usually have activities all laid out for you. It's very well organized and easy to, to grasp. You know, I think for me, uh, it's important to, to do something, to be there, to be present. I think especially young men need to see uh, older men in being a part of that and to know that church is important and it's uh, important to have faith and the faith is what's going to get you through. I learn as much as the kids do on Sunday morning. You know, they teach me things all the time. I think serving helps me stay connected and I, I look forward to it a lot. I think my kids really look forward to coming to church and being a part of that and they see their friends here. I just feel connected and I feel recharged. Show up. That's all you have to do is show up. I think that's three quarters of the battle. Be present. Uh, especially with the kids, they need to know you're there and you care about them and you're on their side. And it doesn't matter what which ministry you choose, uh, be there. No one here wants to see you fail, they want to see you succeed. So we're in week three of our series for the month of October, Find Your Fit. And I got to tell you that I think the highlight for me every Sunday has been these stories of serving different people here at Hopewell and how God has used them not only to bless other people as they've found their fit, but also the encouragement it's been to their own faith. I got to tell you, it just blows winds in my sails as a pastor and just makes me feel like, wow, we got a great church and you guys are tremendous and it is so awesome to watch God take different ones of you, different ages, different stages of life and see him work amazing things in you and through you. Well, I'm Dan Davis, senior pastor here at Hopefell. Great to share this morning of worship with you. Want to welcome those of you in Bay City as well. Good to have you joining us as well. We're going to 
kick off a little bit and go on into our Find Your Fit series. Before then, I want to let you know about an event coming up uh, next uh, Sunday, 1230. It's a church town hall meeting that Cass Ferris, who's our elder chair, and I will be hosting a time that our elders are going to be putting on for our church just to share a few updates from a church leadership perspective and also open the floor for questions if people just want to know what's going on. Now, just, you know, spoiler alert, there's no major bombshell announcement, okay, that we're going to be making at this thing. It's just uh, the board's commitment to just open the channels of communication and try to do the best we can to let the, note, let the church family know what's going on. So next Sunday, 1230 in the venue at the Saginaw campus. And then for those of you in Bay City, we're going to plan a similar event as well in November, and you'll hear more about that there. So that's what's coming up. But, you know, for the last two weeks, I've been talking about the great value that serving other people has in our lives that serving and what it does for us both in our sense of belonging and our sense of purpose. Our sense of belonging and our sense of purpose. We saw last Sunday with the words of the Apostle Paul as he describes what God has in store for those who have the grace of Jesus invade their life and what happens next. And so in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, Paul says that we, speaking to Christians, we who are part of the family of God through Christ. We are God's handiwork, his craftsmanship, his masterpieces, created in Christ Jesus to what? To do good works, or as I said last week, these great, these remarkable deeds of goodness, right? Which God has prepared in advance for us to do. That's what God has in store for you, to be a channel of his love, his help, his encouragement and blessing in the lives of others, both in this church and in this community. That is our purpose, that God has for us a special, one-of-a-kind, tailor-made plan as we follow in the footsteps of Jesus and serve the people he brings into our lives. That, that could be in our home, that could be in this church, that could be in our community. And because it is grace that propels us forward, our motive for serving isn't one of guilt, and it isn't one of greed, but rather it is one simply that overflows from a grateful heart that grace should always lead us to gratitude, always. Well, if you've been with us since the beginning of this series, here we are week three, and I wouldn't be surprised if by now you're just chomping at the bit and you're wondering, okay, here we go, where's my fit, Right? Where do I belong? You think to yourself, yes, I've already answered the question that I want this church to be my community and I want serving God to be my purpose. So where do I do that? How do I do that, right? Well, if that's what you're feeling, today is your lucky day. Actually, today and next week, because over these next two Sundays, we're gonna dive even deeper into the details and get more specific about serving in the church and serving in this local church called Hopewell. And so to help you begin the process of finding your fit and discovering this purpose, I want us to look at something today that the Bible calls spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Now the concept of spiritual gifts is important for every Christian to understand because here's where spiritual gifts do for us. Spiritual gifts point us to our place of serving and our power for serving. Our spiritual gifts point us to our place of serving and our power for 
serving. I mean, if you think about it, just stop for a moment and you think about it, you know, what it means that God wants to use us for his purposes. It's an absolutely overwhelming thought. And all the fears and insecurities and doubts and questions run through our mind, like, is there really a place for me? Is there something I can really do? And then if there is, am I really able, going, able to pull it off, right? Because sometimes we can be so unconfident and insecure and, and think that God's talking about other people but not talking about us. But no, spiritual gifts tell a different story. Spiritual gifts says, yes, not only is there a place for you, but there is power for you to serve God by serving other people. Now, there are three primary passages in the New Testament that talk about spiritual gifts. Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and 1 Peter chapter 4. And we don't have time today to look at all those in great detail, but we do want to look at a few verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that'll give us a basic understanding about our spiritual gifts. And so if you have a Bible with you, paper or electronic, I want you to join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And like I talked about last week with the names of some of these books in the New Testament, that 1 Corinthians refers to Christians in a geographical area. So this is the Apostle Paul writing to a church in the Mediterranean city of Corinth in the first century whose inhabitants are Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 4, this is what Paul says. He says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So do you see the pattern here of what Paul's getting after, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6? Different, same, different, same, different, same. And he repeats this pattern three different times to drive home this concept that's very important for us to understand. understand. It's the concept of uniqueness within unity. Uniqueness within unity. That there is a blend, there is a tension, right? That the church isn't supposed to be made up of clones where we all look alike, we all do the same thing, right? And there's one standard that we're all trying to, you know, be this kind of person. No, uniqueness, right? Diversity. And yet within that, there is unity that we're not off running, doing our own thing, right? But there's a common purpose, a greater good. That's what Paul's saying here. And what I want you to notice in verse 3 is this word gifts, or what we would say spiritual gifts. It comes from a Greek word called charismaton, and that's where we would get our English word charisma or charismatic, as some churches are referred to. But what I really want you to drill down deep with me on this this word charismaton has to do with the roots of this word. It's, It's the word chara, the Greek word charis, which is grace that these gifts are a gift of grace. And if you were with us last week, you can see how it all ties together, right? That it is the grace of God that not only saves us from our sins, but it's the grace of God that also sends us into service. 
Not only saves us from our sin, but grace sends us into service. We now have a purpose. We now have a direction. We now have a calling. All unique, but very special and very grace-driven that there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Verse 7, Paul goes on, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each one, no restrictions, no exclusions, right? All of us are given these gifts, each one. That at the moment of our salvation, the Holy Spirit indwells us, the Bible teaches. Apostle Paul actually says in Philippians that he's placed upon our hearts like a seal. And then with that, there is this empowerment, this, this, um, this indwelling of spiritual gift or gifts that we have that are used in service of our God, but to be used for the common good. So we pull our gifts together. They're meant for collective kingdom advancement, right? Not our own self-serving purposes. That's what Paul's getting at here in verse 7. Now, the next few verses, verse 8, verse 9, verse 10, he talks about a few different kinds of spiritual gifts, right? Like wisdom, faith, knowledge, prophecy, discernment, things like that. But as he goes on to the next verse, verse 11, this is what he says. He says, all of these are the work of the one and the same Spirit. And he, the Spirit, distributes them to each one, to all of us, just as he determines. So the Holy Spirit determines which spiritual gift or gifts we receive. And so you think about our series, right? The series is not entitled, Force Your Fit, right? Or Pick Your Fit, Choose Your Fit. No, it's Find Your Fit. Find Your Fit. What has God, how has he gifted you? And then go after in discovering that. It's really important to understand, you know, I've said this before that, you know, that if, that if you're upset about, you know, your, your natural talents, your spiritual gifts, your personality, temperament, don't blame it on your parents, don't blame it on the church, don't blame it on your teachers, don't blame it on yourself. If you have a beef with that, blame it with God, blame it on God, right? Because it says that we are gifted just as the Spirit determines. He's the one who has made us, created us, right, in his image and then recreated us and spiritually gifted us after we've been born again. Dropping down to the next verse, verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ, so it is with the church. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So remember that different same, different same, different same pattern that we saw earlier? This is a variation of it, right? One, many, one, many, one, many. That God takes each one of us who, who are the one, right? Who, who make up the many, and he connects us together for the common good to fulfill his purposes in this world, in this generation. We do that by his grace and for his glory. And when we're clicking like that, that's when the church is at its best. Now, you might remember, or just through the week, you've seen these, uh, the graphic that we've had for this series, the Find Your Fit graphic. Looks like this, right? And behind the word you are, there's a series of assorted sized interlocking gears. And that's by design, because that's how the church works. 
sorted size, different shape, interlocking gears, that God is like the watchmaker, a skilled watchmaker who designs each piece for a special function. He precisely knows where each piece is supposed to go and how each piece is supposed to interlock and connect, fitting them together for the greater good, for a special purpose. God's the watchmaker. We are those gears. We're those gears, and there is no limit on what we can do, empowered by him, as we serve each other and serve the community in the name of Jesus when we use our unique God-given gifts to help others by putting their needs ahead of our own. We are the church. This is God's heart, and we each have a special place in it. That's the point that Paul's trying to make here over and over again. And so when you think about this concept of spiritual gifts in the church, in the passages we've read, there are four foundational principles that you can think about then from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Same spirit, right? The Holy Spirit gives us different gifts. And these different gifts perfectly fit together. And they're meant to fit together for the common good, right? God the watchmaker, we are the gears aligned in harmony, connected for a greater purpose, for the common good. And when it's clicking, it's absolutely amazing. Now, in a moment, I, I want to talk more specifically about the different kinds of spiritual gifts the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter teach about. But before I do, there's one other foundational theme I want to add to this whole concept of spiritual gifts. Because as I talk about this, right, it's easy to feel... Yeah, but you're not talking about me. I get that you're up front, Pastor Dan, and you know, you're teaching and God's giving you those gifts or you know, the worship team's up here, they're musicians, they're vocalists, and they're gifted that way. Or I get that there are community group leaders who you know, study the Bible, can pray out loud, can help people through their times of need. I get that, but you know, they're super Christians. They're a different kind. There's gotta be, though, you know, the rest of us. I mean, do we really matter? Do we really count? I can't imagine that Paul's talking about everyone, right? And if that's what's running through your mind, it couldn't be further from the truth. It really couldn't because Paul wants to make sure that he understands that this is truly for everyone, for everyone. And I love that he addresses that in 1 Corinthians because it reminds me that this has been a struggle for all the centuries. This isn't just like some 21st century thing. No, back in the first century, he took the time to make sure that we understood that this is an us thing, all of us. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, pick things up, verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, so Paul's using this analogy of a body, right? And he's talking about different body parts and has this kind of hypothetical, almost comical situation where the parts of the body are talking to each other, right? The foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. In other words, you know, we can say, I don't belong, I don't fit. Like, we can think that, we can feel that, we can say that. But Paul's saying, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's true, because you belong to the body. Verse 16, and if for the, the ears should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. So instead, verse 17, 
the whole body were an eye. Okay, so this is talking about this whole concept of uniqueness within unity, right? The whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? The whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Right? Here you go, verse 18, pay attention, very important. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, the gears in the watch, right? Every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Upfront parts, behind the scene parts, right? All together. Dropping down a few verses, he goes on. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Verse 22, I love this. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker, what? They're indispensable, irreplaceable. And the parts that we think are less honor, we treat with special honor. Paul is going out of his way to say, you know, there's no such thing as second-class parts. There's no such thing as unneeded, unnecessary parts, right? This is for everyone. And I I think it's kind of a two-sided message. Like, Paul is saying to the unconfident and the insecure, we need you. But in the same way, he's saying to the arrogant, you know, and, and maybe the overconfident, you need them. Right, that's how it works together. So in addition to those four foundational themes that we talked about before, here's a fifth one that I want to add to our list. Equal importance. Equal importance. It's not just the same spirit with different gifts, perfectly fit for the common good, but all those parts, you, me, all of us, are of equal importance. High profile, low profile. Extroverted, introverted. Risky personality, cautious personality. Artist, accountant. Skilled with the head, skilled with the hands, skilled with the heart. It all ties together. Equal importance. Get it? We are so different in so many ways, and that's the way God wants it to be, and yet God says that we are of equal importance in this world. There are no second-class spiritual gifts. So don't think your role doesn't count for anything because it does. It does. The point Paul wants to make here is that everyone matters, including you, including you. So what's your gift? What is your gift and where is your fit? Well, for the rest of this message, I'm gonna get even more super practical on this. And to do so, we're gonna talk about the two resources on your, on, on your seat. So go ahead and grab that uh, eight, and a half, eight and a half, 11 sheet here. This is a list of spiritual gifts that the Bible talks about. I'm not going to go through this one by one, okay, and read through every definition. I'm going to leave that to you, something you can do on your own this week or with your friends, with your family, uh, with your community group during the week. But if you look at the list, you'll see that there are different kinds of gifts like leadership, administration, teaching, wisdom, discernment, shepherding, evangelism, mercy, giving, hospitality, right? And as you go through this list, you know, read the definitions. Read the definitions and then think about your life experience. And some of the questions I like to think are, you know, where have I demonstrated some ability? Where have I seen some impact? Where have I felt some enjoyment, right? Because I think the Holy Spirit takes all those experiences, ability, impact, joy, and they're all part of the discovery process of where God uses us. 
If you're not good at it, you don't like it, chances are it's not your gift and process of elimination isn't a bad thing, right? And so this is one resource that, you know, we want you to just take a look at, right? And there are Bible passages there that can help you understand, okay? The second resource we want to talk to you about is the blue card on your seat, right? That small index card looks like this called MyFit. So today, here you are, you're on the ground floor. We are rolling out something brand new to us here at the church that the staff has been working on for months that we hope is going to help you in the discovery process. It's something we're calling MyFits. And as part of our MyCom online community platform, my community that we've talked about these last couple weeks, MyFit is something that's going to help you through. So uh, what does it mean and what does it look like? Well, we're going to walk you through just a few uh, screenshots of what it looks like if you were to go online. So guys, go ahead and throw that up there, right? So if you go to our website, hopel.org, you will see a few tabs at the top. And one of the tabs is called Serve. You click on Serve and the first drop down there is called MyFit. And when you click on MyFit, you get to this front portal page, right? There's a few words of introduction and then there's login, right? So last couple weeks, we've been talking about signing up for my community. If you have a, you know, an ID and password, you can go ahead and log into that. And it will then pop up this picture, okay? And what's gonna happen here is there's gonna be a series of questions that talk about your interests, your passions, and your abilities. So here, for instance, it mentions a few artistic you know, gifts, anything from being an artist, being involved in crafts, or decorating, graphic design, or on the bottom, photography there, you can see. And you just go through a series of questions. Yes, I'm gifted in that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. That was my experience. No, 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 right? Yeah. So you go through that, right? And then the next part of this assessment gets to spiritual gifts. And as you see there, there's going to be a series of questions ranging from one to five. One saying never true, five saying always true. Anything like I have the ability to organize ideas, resources, times, and people effectively, right? Some of us have that bent, that ability, and that may lead us to say that, you know, maybe you're someone who has the gift of administration, Right? Always true, never true. So you work through that, you get to the end, you push a button, and it, this, something like this will pop up, right? It'll say, your profile has been updated. Here are your three top spiritual gifts. And it is a suggestion, right? Not a spiritual confirmation, but a strong suggestion that these might be your spiritual gifts, right? So in this case, you can see there it's faith, discernment, prophecy. And then there is a button on the bottom that if you even want to take it the next step, that as you click that, this screen will pop up. And there's going to be a list of different serving opportunities that are available that may be a fit for you. You can see here, for instance, a baptism photographer. And I love this, that we have people in our church who, who are gifted and skilled in photography. And we have big events like church-wide baptisms, like Bible camp. And we have in the past tapped people on the shoulder, say, you like taking pictures? We'd love to help you come and capture the moment. And so there's a few ideas, few suggestions there. And then on the other side of the page, then there's ways to pursue it even further. So show that next one, right? Apply, position details, email leader, right? So 
if you want to know more about what it actually means to be a baptism photographer, for instance, you can fill that out, okay? And that's just the process online. Start to finish, the whole exercise takes around 15, 20 minutes, something like that. And just so you know that we're not asking you to do that anything we ourselves wouldn't do. A few weeks ago at our monthly staff chapel, Pastor Ken and Pastor Pete led us through this exercise, led the entire staff through this exercise, and we found it a very worthwhile experience, right? And so if you look at the card, it tells you, you know, how you can get to the website, so as long as you have internet access and a My Community login, you're able to do that. So just a couple things about the MyFit assessment. Let me just say this, right? Now, I think you know this, But obviously, the Apostle Paul, the church in Corinth, didn't have this in the first century, right? And they still figured out their spiritual gifts and where to serve, okay? So we're not saying it's a replacement for that, right? Different era, different times, right? And, you know, but we think it can be helpful. Really want to encourage you to do that. And also, like we've been talking about with my community as well, we take privacy issues very seriously. So if there's something that worries you about this, you need to know that both our My Community platform and this MyFit assessment tool, they're highly secure. Also, we are super confidential with your information and that as you get to your personal profile, you can choose how much or how little you want to share with other people on that, okay? So great tool, and like I've said before, we know that nothing compares to a one-on-one face-to-face conversation. So we're not trying to get rid of those or replace those. But we do think a tool like this can complement the discovery process, right? Not only that, but maybe help mesh, right, your gifts, your interests, your abilities with needs that we have here in the church. Now, I realize that everything I've just said for the last few minutes must feel like a fire hose of information, and you might be in a place where you're going, I'm interested, but this is overwhelming, right? And maybe you're there, and I get that. So to those of you who do want to learn more, to those of you who want to invest more time in the discovery process, I want to let you know about an event I told you about last week, that next Sunday night, right here in the Saginaw Auditorium, at 6 p.m., we're hosting a 90-minute Sunday night spotlight event called Spiritual Gifts and Your Fit. Spiritual Gifts and Your Fit. Sunday, October 28th, next Sunday, 6 p.m. It'll go for about 90 minutes. Pastor Ken, Pastor Steve, our Bay City Campus Pastor, and I are holding this event for both campuses. It'll be an interactive teaching time. It'll be a chance for you to work further on some of this assessment. Even for those of you who would rather do paper and pencil, we're going to provide that opportunity for you as well because we really believe that this is a journey that everyone should take and it'd be just a great way to wrap up the series, to wrap up the month. So we would love for you to join us uh, next Sunday night for that, okay? And then finally, one more thing to tell you about, and this is next Sunday as well, that during this, uh, actually after the services on both campus in the lobby, we're going to have what we're calling a ministry fair, a ministry fair, Uh, best kind of fair because there's no clowns involved, but instead, uh, we are going to have ministry leaders out in the lobby who are going to be available to talk to you about serving in their ministry area and to do so in a no-pressure conversational kind of way. Because here's the thing, we love this assessment part, and we think that's going to be part of the discovery process. 
But nothing replaces just getting involved and trying something, right? Actually going out and serving. And what I love about our ministry staff is they'll let you try things out. We're not all about, you know, signing you up for a five-year commitment where you get involved and you can't get out, okay? No, in a lot of cases, we have opportunities where you can shadow someone else in ministry, test drive, so to speak, to see whether it's your thing or not. And so we would love for you to be a part of that. So again, next Sunday morning after the services at both campus in the lobby, conversations with ministry leaders, okay? So there we go. I told you that we would get practical. I told you that we would take everything we've learned so far in this series and bring it to the what's next, what does it mean for me kind of way. Because in the end, this is what we want. We want these initiatives to strengthen our church and to strengthen your faith. Because we always, we're striving to be the kind of church that values the contributions of everyone. You know, earlier this year, we had a series called Hopefield DNA, and we talked about five core ministry values that are very important to us here at the church. And one value that we talked about is the value of shared ministry. And the value of shared ministry says this, that we want to be the kind of church where everybody is doing something rather than some people doing everything. Everybody doing something, including you, rather than just some people doing everything. I mean, we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and that's what Paul's getting at, right? The gears interlocking together for the greater good. And so we want to be that kind of church, and we want to help you in the discovery process of you finding your fit. Now, I realize that when we talk about that, we're all at different places in the journey. So as I wrap up, let me just say this, that if you're not involved in any kind of service here, then start somewhere, okay? Just start somewhere. Try something, give it a shot, because believe it or not, you have something to offer. You really do. And then for those of you who are already involved, but maybe you don't think you found the right fit, then go ahead and, and make an adjustment. Make an adjustment, right? We've, we've got ministry staff, they'd love to help you out, talk to you about that, that maybe there is even a better fit than where you are now, so we can do that as well. Others of you, you might be overcommitted in serving, doing a lot of things spread out in a lot of ways. To you, I would say simplify. Simplify. Focus your efforts because we would rather have you doing one thing well than four things poorly. But then finally, to those of you who are already serving, to those of you who have found your fit, I just want to say way to go. I want to say thank you that the strength of the church is the involvement of the people using their gifts to serve other people. So thank you for that. And if you've been in that position for a little while, maybe there's a little challenge of a greater commitment, of more responsibility that your ministry leader, one of our staff have been talking to you about. Maybe this is the time where you're going to step out of the boat a little further and trust God more. Whatever it is, Let's be the kind of church where the same spirit gives us different gifts that are perfectly fit together for the common good and that those of us of equal importance are serving each other, serving our community, and then as we do, we are unleashing these remarkable deeds of goodness throughout the Great Lakes Bay region and beyond.
So find your fit. Use your gifts so that we can be that kind of church that honors God and blesses others. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you that you gave us a blueprint. You gave us a vision of what church is supposed to be about, that it's not about consumers, it's about contributors. It's about different gifts, unique parts fit together of equal importance to do great and wonderful and powerful and compassionate and loving things in this world as we use our gifts to help others, putting their needs ahead of our own. And that the power of multiplication, that the power of synchronicity, when the gears all fit together for the common good, that you can use that in amazing ways. And so my prayer for all of us is that we would know where our place is, we would know where our power comes from, Holy Spirit, and that we would do that, serving you, Jesus, as we serve others. God, for every person in this room, help them in the discovery process. Help them in the serving process. And God, that we would be one as you send us out for your goodness, for your glory. And whatever that means for us, Lord, wherever that might take us, let us say, here I am, Jesus. I will follow. Pray all this in your name. Amen. Let's go ahead and respond in worship. Would you stand together as the worship team leads us? Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow.
singing that song, I felt like it was written for this series, especially just that line I love. Whom you love, I'll love. How you serve God, how you serve Jesus. I, I want to serve that way too. And that's what this series is about. It's just being people who, again, use our unique God-given gifts to help others by putting their needs ahead of our own, just like Jesus did with us. Next week, we're going to wrap up our Find Your Fit series. So as you go from here, take the handouts, go ahead, you know, pursue that stuff, get online, figure some of that out, have conversations, and even more importantly, may God give you the grace to follow Jesus this week. God bless you.